When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a wannabe game show contestant. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. On this day in 1964, the first episode of Jeopardy aired on NBC. Over 8,000 episodes later, the primetime quiz show remains a highly beloved and nightly staple in American homes. Let's look back on the legacy of this long-lasting game show. Sometimes the things that end up catching on are just simple variations of what we already know. So we know that people love trivia competitions, but what if the host gave the answers and the contestants responded with the corresponding questions? Thus, the idea behind Jeopardy! was born. Jeopardy! was created by Merv Griffin, a Broadway actor, big band singer, and radio star who also wrote the iconic Jeopardy! theme music titled Think. In 2005, when a New York Times reporter asked Griffin to estimate how much money he made off that jingle, he replied, you don't want to know, probably 70, 80 million dollars. Griffin had served as the host of game shows like Player Hunch and Keep Talking, and he even guest hosted The Price is Right. At the time, there were few quiz shows on the air. Because of the 1950s, a scandal broke out and revealed that many game show producers were assisting contestants in rigging the games. They would tell the contestants the answers ahead of time, so that way they could manipulate who wins the game. So the idea of providing the answers to the contestants, but asking for them to provide the questions was intriguing. Even though there's usually just one correct response in Jeopardy, the nature of the game is a bit more cerebral than just knowing trivia. Sometimes categories like punny literature titles will require contestants to come up with responses like a grave new world or a loom with a view. Knowing trivia doesn't necessarily make you good at Jeopardy. You have to be able to think on your feet to decipher clues. So Griffin's new idea could capture what people love about quiz shows, yet make cheating less likely, since the game isn't so straightforward. NBC bought the show without even ordering a pilot. The first run of Jeopardy! hosted by Art Fleming was actually called What's the Question? But the show got canceled after 11 years. During that time, Griffin also created Wheel of Fortune, which was almost canceled as well, but narrowly survived. It wasn't until the 1984 revival of Jeopardy! that the beloved Alex Trebek would grace the stage, becoming a new member of the family for households who watched the show every night. Humble as ever, Alex Trebek always said that the real stars of Jeopardy! are the contestants. And in some regards, he's right. As three players face off each other in each episode, the winner will return the following day. But up until 2003, you could only win five games before retiring as an undefeated champion. 
In 2004, we met Ken Jennings, a game show contestant who would soon become a household name. He lucked out with the timing of his appearance. To this day, he has the longest running win streak on Jeopardy with 74 straight wins. He earned over $2.4 million in his initial run, but now, after appearing on multiple iterations of the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions, his total winnings on the show amount to about $4.5 million. There was something hypnotic about watching him deftly maneuver the game board, providing the responses to answers about everything from classical composers to Seinfeld. When he ultimately lost, it was national news. Surprisingly, the 57-year-old game show aged beautifully into the social media era. Now, contestants can go viral for funny responses, quirky banter, or of course, impressive win streaks. In a Jeopardy Teen Tournament Championship match, Leonard Cooper had already earned enough money to guarantee his win for the entire tournament going into Final Jeopardy. He didn't know the correct response to the military men prompt, though, so he wrote as a response, Who is some guy in Normandy? But I just won $75,000. In 2016, an LA music exec, Buzzy Cohen, held a win streak for nine episodes, and he opted to wager nothing during Final Jeopardy so he could taunt the host with witty responses like, Who is, you aren't rid of me yet, Trebek. He earned the nickname Mr. Personality from the beloved host. In November 2020, Alex Trebek passed away at age 80 after living for almost two years with stage four pancreatic cancer. He had continued to tape episodes of Jeopardy, even just days before his death, and when you watch his final episodes, you can't even tell he's struggling. It might feel strange to grieve a celebrity's death when you don't know him personally, but Alex Trebek's wry humor and calming voice had been a staple for decades in so, so many families' nightly rituals. In November 2019, about a year before Trebek's death, a player wrote, We love you, Alex, as his response to Final Jeopardy. Alex got choked up, and the clip went viral. Now, a rotating cast of celebrities are hosting Jeopardy in the interim. Ken Jennings hosted for a few months, saying, thank you, Alex, at the end of each episode. Then the show's executive producer, Mike Richards, and TV journalist Katie Couric stepped in. And soon, actress Mayim Bialik and NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers will offer the answers, too. It's not clear what the future holds for Jeopardy. Maybe this rotation of hosts will continue on, constantly offering fans something new. But what we do know is that both Alex Trebek and the show itself hold a special place in the daily lives of so many Americans. Now let's talk about music. On this day in 2017, Kendrick Lamar released a new song and a music video for Humble, which was the first release off of his album, Damn. The video opens up with an iconic shot of Kendrick dressed in white robes like a pope, illuminated by the light from a single open window, then cuts to a scene of the rapper lying atop a table of cash. He inserts himself into Catholic iconography like a scene of The Last Supper, but then also references historic moments in rap music. The song won three Grammys for Best Rap Performance, Best Rap Song, and Best Music Video, but the whole album, Damn, shined even more. With Damn, Kendrick Lamar became the first rap artist to win the Pulitzer Prize for music. And now for our final segment of today's show, I'm going to be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a March 30th in my life. On March 30th, 2018, I took a screenshot of the top cities that stream my music for MXM Tune. My number one was Mexico City. My number two was Los Angeles. My third was Santiago, Chile. And I had a bunch of other South American and Central American 
countries and cities located on there. I also had my top countries. My top country was the United States. The second was Mexico. Third was Brazil. Fourth was Chile. And fifth was the United Kingdom. And let me just update you on what those things look like now in 2021. So three years after I took that screenshot, this is where the top cities are now in the world. In number one, I have Los Angeles in the United States with 76,000 people listening to MXM Tune on the daily. Chicago is second with 76,000 and under 100 from where Los Angeles is. So the two are pretty neck and neck. My third most popular city is Sydney, Australia. My fourth is Jakarta, Indonesia. And fifth is Dallas, Texas, United States. Um, That's a very different demographic than the ones that I took and taken a screenshot of in 2018. But what I find most wild is that the top city for me when I was making music in 2018 was Mexico City, and I had 8,000 people listening to me there. 76,000 people in Los Angeles alone now listen to my music every month. That's wild. I couldn't even dream of the fact that my job would turn into being the thing it is today. I was so excited about having 8,000 people listening to me in Mexico City, and I'm still excited about having anybody listen to me in the world, but It's wild. I guess. I don't know. It's wild. Thank you for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from yesteryear. I'll see you then. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.